Rio Rancho Radio 92.9 We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's Pea Quail Realty in Rio Rancho. It's on Southern. Just look for the big baseball out by the sidewalk. It is time to find out what is going on in the city of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor Hull. Good morning, Derek, and good morning, Rio Rancho. Thanks for joining us here Sunday morning. It's, I know it's 8 a.m., and everybody's just getting up and getting ready for church or getting ready for whatever you're going to do today. I know I've got a full day today. I am going to be swinging by another church today to wish uh, one of our constituents a very happy 100th birthday. So Ooh. I'm going to go present them with a birthday certificate. So, yeah, absolutely. So That's the fun part of being That's the, the fun part of being mayor. Absolutely. You get to go do that for sure. But, Derek, we have got a packed show today because we've got a lot of things to talk about. We had a governing body meeting this past week. And here's the funny thing, though. It snowed Wednesday morning. Right. Started actually, uh, yeah, I, I was leaving one thirty, and man, was it coming down. Yeah. And for all the naysayers, as I was driving down 528 northbound, the plow was going southbound. At one thirty in the morning. Yeah. Well, there you go. The funny thing is by 9 a.m., the, you know, Wednesday morning, it was yeah. all gone. And that's the thing is you can put the plows out, and you do. You're going to get everybody out there to kind of move in the snow around to make sure that it melts off pretty quickly. But, yeah, it's hard to invest a lot of expense in something that's only going to be there for a couple hours. You know, you clean it off, and, and then it's all melted away, and it's gone. But once again, we got through another snowstorm here in Rio Rancho, and now today, what, we're going to hit like 80 degrees today? <laughs> We're just talking three days different. Well, you know what they always say, if you don't like the weather, wait a few hours. And, right. You know. <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? Look, it was a nice spring snow. That's what we need and adds a little bit of moisture. When uh, I was listening the other day, one of the news channels was talking about how we're in, you know, a mega drought, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I think it was Channel 7 did this 30-minute thing on the drought and our water sources and stuff like that. And they talked a little bit about the acequias and how important water is to New Mexico and so on and so forth. But, you know, the one thing they didn't mention, and we've talked about on this show, is uh, what we've done in the area of aquifer injection. Since we brought our aquifer injection system online a few years back, we've put over 100 million gallons of water back into the aquifer. So Rio Rancho is really leading the state in conservation methods and and long-term sustainability when it comes to water supply. So I'm really proud of the things we're doing. But that being said, the water, the snow, the rain, all those things help in this situation so that we have water. Well, it postpones fire season for a little while. Absolutely. Yep. Everybody, I think, survived the snowstorm. Yes. So tell us what happened in the city council meeting. Yeah. So we had a city council meeting on uh, Thursday. And there were just a couple items on the agenda, not a real big agenda, and certainly nothing real controversial. But uh, one of the items that we voted on is something that the city just recently voted on, and that's the issuance of bonds, is that uh, the voters approved basically about $15 million in bonds, public safety, roads, and quality of life. And so the city council has to vote at that point to authorize the city to go ahead and put those bonds in the market for sale. So we voted on the bond issuance, and what happens is we put them out there, and people buy our bonds, and that's where we get the money to finance these projects. And, and of course, they're municipal bonds, so they're paid back over a period of time at a specific rate of interest and Rio Rancho with its current bond ratings that we've gotten in place because of our fiscal management of the city, we have really great bond ratings 
So we'll put those out to market. We'll try to get the most favorable rates we can possibly get on our bonds. And then once we get that money in, we'll put that money to work by repaving some roads and helping public safety out and fixing some of our parks. So we'll get right to work with that money. Just get right out there and get busy. I understand we have a new business coming to town. Absolutely. In the governing body meeting that we were just talking about, one of the things that got approved was a site plan for a new restaurant called Slim Chickens. And so this is a new uh, chicken restaurant that is coming to town. It's going to be in the Unser Gateway. And that's over there across from Russ Medical Center, where you're seeing a lot of activity like Rise and Roast is really coming along. I noticed there, I drove by their building the other day and it, it's really coming along. They just got the parking lot all done and all mm-hmm. the lights up in the parking lot. So it's right there in that area. And that's going to really attract a lot of what we call fast casual restaurants and businesses because there's just so much traffic that goes by there on a daily basis. I think the traffic count there on Unser somewhere around 45,000 cars a day. So it's a lot of traffic and they'll be over there in that particular area. And that whole area is just really exploding right now. It's a good thing you paved the street. Yes, absolutely. Got the street paved. And it's a good thing also that we were able to put Wellspring all the way through to West Side up there. So as you turn in on Wellspring right there where uh, Einstein's and Matucci's Mm -hmm. is located and the 7-Eleven's right there. That actually goes all the way out and connects back to Westside. And oh. that didn't always happen. We ju- we got that done last year hmm. when we were repaving Unser. We needed a detour route, so we were able to go ahead and get that connection made, pull that on through so we could detour people off of Unser and get them around so we could get them into the neighborhood to the north there, up Rio Vargas and some of the other streets up there. With that connection being made and then Westside being paved really, really ties all this together. And it's because of that infrastructure that we've gotten into that area that has made this so attractive for businesses to come in. And, you know, for the most part, I think people appreciate these new businesses. We talked about the McDonald's that's coming in last week that's being built. Up on Northern. Yeah, Yeah, up on Northern. I've seen some comments online. Hey, you know, what about more sit-down restaurants? And we have to remind everybody. These individuals that are making these investments have done their research and they've said, I want to buy property here and I want to build this business right here. So they've made that choice because they feel that this is a location that can be successful. And that's why they position these things where they do. There was some people sending me some messages. I guess somebody had asked me on Facebook, hey, Mayor, when are we going to get a Wiener Schnitzel back? And I love Wiener Schnitzel hot dogs. I, yeah, they're, they're, they're my favorite hot dogs, really, they are. But, you know, it's going to be really hard to get Wiener Schnitzel back here because they didn't survive here the first time that they were here. And that always sticks in their memory, sure. right? If a business comes to, say, planning and zoning and they want to put something like the McDonald's and let's say – the citizens want a sit-down restaurant in that spot, not a McDonald's. As long as the restaurant, whatever it might be, whether it's McDonald's or Denny's, as long as they meet the zoning requirements, it's not up to planning and zoning or the city to no. say what can go there. Right? No, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, the only reason that we looked at Slim Chickens is because there's an in that particular area of town – There's something called an overlay zone that says that the governing body has the final approval on the site plan, not on the business. Right. All we do is look at the site plan and make sure that the site plan is in compliance. So it's like drainage and things like that. Right. Drainage, setback, the amount of parking that's needed. Sometimes, for example, the business will ask for a little variance on parking. And they want to they they want to put less parking spaces in there for the size of their building. The, there are certain rules for however many people you're going to have in the building. You have to have so many spaces. Correct. Yeah, it's based on your occupancy load, 
And so sometimes they'll ask for a variance, but in this particular case where they're not asking for variance and it's a straightforward site plan that meets all the rules and regulations of the city, there's no legal reason, I have to say that, there's no legal reason to turn it down in most cases. So you have to look for, okay, this legally doesn't match the laws, so then there would be the ability to to turn that down. But in most cases, like with the McDonald's, for example, there's no site plan approval requirement there. So if they meet all the site plan requirements on that spot, the city can go ahead and just issue the permits. The governing body, the mayor, and planning and zoning doesn't even see that uh-huh. as long as all their drainage plans are in place, all of their landscaping meets all the requirements, all their parking meets all the requirements, as long as they're not just one mark off of the requirements where it would require a variance, then that would come to planning and zoning. Then that would come to the governing body for those variances. All right. But in this particular case, like with that McDonald's, they met all the requirements and there was no subject to governing body approval. And really, it's not subject to governing body approval. It just says governing body has to review it and sign off on it. But as long as it meets all the legal requirements, that's just one of those steps that you have to go through in some places through the city because years ago, the city didn't have a professional planning and zoning department. So oversight of actual site plans and stuff like that fell to the governing body to make sure that businesses were doing things the way they were supposed to be doing stuff. Well, now we have a professional planning and zoning department with a zoning director and engineers and all kinds of professional individuals that know how to interpret these laws and make sure that these things are all in compliance. So in most cases, like with the McDonald's, that one went straight to permit. That one didn't require any planning and zoning or governing body approval. The only reason Slim Chickens came through for a site plan approval is because in this particular area, there is an overlay zone that says the governing body needs to look at it, make sure that it's in compliance and approve it. Okay. Now, what if Slim Chickens wanted to go in there and there was already another chicken place there? Does the city have anything to do with deciding, you know, if it's if you want to open a chicken place next to another chicken place, that's up to you? Is it not the city's job to determine? Nope. The city has no say in that. That'd be like saying that CVS can't open across the street from Walgreens. That's a business model of a lot of companies. Yeah. They wait and see. For example, there are businesses out there that will wait and see where a Chick-fil-A will go. Yeah. And go and take some of their business. Yeah. And then they'll go in as close as they can get to them because yeah. they know that Chick-fil-A has done all the market research and that they know that that's a good place and that they can be successful there. And you see that, for example, down on Southern Boulevard, as you get closer to 528, Popeye's just opened up across the street from churches. Right. Okay. Now, it's kind of smart in one hand because Popeye's is going to get most of the business that's traveling eastbound on southern because it's a right in right out okay you make a right hand turn in you make a right hand turn out across the street churches is going to get most of the business of the westbound traffic because it's a right in right out and churches has a magnificent location there because they have a stoplight (laughs) i mean you know you didn't ask for more than that yeah Yeah. (laughs) you put a stoplight there that smell of chicken kind of wafts out in the car and you're thinking oh i may maybe i should pick up a bucket on the way home right that's called controlling the market and the city doesn't pick winners and losers The people who are investing, they're the ones that make those decisions, and the market itself picks the winners and losers. Does that make sense? That's a free market, yeah. Exactly. You don't want the government deciding those things. And that's why if you are across the street, if you've got the same thing as somebody across the street, what you want to do is make sure you have a superior product and superior service, right? 
And that's how you're going to get the business. Competition. Wow. What a concept. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, being a business, a former business owner myself, I understand how all that works. So, yeah. So site plan for uh, Slim Chickens. That was approved by the governing body. So we're looking for another business. And, And look, it may not be the business everybody wants, but I can tell you when we get a new building up. It helps the city because now we're not getting the tax on a vacant piece of property. Mm-hmm. We're getting the tax on a developed piece of property. And the governing body, nor the mayor, has the right to deny somebody the fair and equitable use of their property. That's the way we want it. All right. Absolutely. Now, it's been a month, or it'll be, it have been a month on April 1st. And so we have a swearing-in. Is that still on the first? We are still on for the swearing-in ceremony. That's going to be at Campus Park, 3200 Civic Center Circle out at uh, City Center. And we'd like you to come and join us if you have the time. It's going to be at 5.30 p.m. If so you've never Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. Uh, Friday the 1st. Coming up here really fast, just five days away, and we will be there Doing the swearing in, 530 Campus Park out at City Center. If you uh, would like to come and join us, you are more than welcome to. There'll be the swearing in, and then there'll be a little reception afterwards. And it's going to be outside at Campus Park. At this point, it looks like the weather's going to be good. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that that's all going to be good. But in the event that it's not going to be good, we're going to move it to the Broadmoor Senior Center. We've got two locations ready to go. Same area, just... Inside the, the new yep. building over there on the east side. Exactly. Okay. Makes sense. So we've got that swearing-in ceremony, and everybody that was elected on March 1st will be sworn in. So that includes myself, that includes Councillor Carissa Colbreth, and that includes Councillor Jeremy Linentine. Now, that being said, well, something that we're going to be talking about is we still have an election coming up in 12 days. Yeah, we Actually, have, we have, yeah, we have an election going on right now, as a matter of fact. So early voting is going on. Early voting is happening right now for but the runoff election. That's only in what District 3. District 3, right. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, yeah, so the swearing-in ceremony is there. Oh, and by the way, Judge Cook will be sworn in as because yeah, uh, he, yeah, he won his election as well. So those are the four individuals that will be sworn in on April 1st. And then it's May 1st, so the runoff election will be on on April 12th, whoever wins that particular election will uh, be sworn in on May 1st. So, so that's they don't have to be 30 days for a runoff? No. Okay. Correct. And the actual ordinance says that no matter when the election's held, it's the first day of the next month. Oh, okay. That's why it's always going to fall on April 1st yeah. for the main election, and then it'll always fall on May 1st for a runoff. So those swearing-in dates will always be that based on the current state laws that are in place. And I know we've talked about it before, but just take a minute because we get new listeners all the time. And uh, why are we having a runoff? We are having a runoff because in Rio Rancho, if you're running for an office and there's more than two opponents in the race, our races are a little bit reversed. If you're doing statewide races and county races, if you have two, say, Republicans in the race, there's a primary to select one of those to go into the general. Same thing if you're a Democrat or an independent. So if there's two of those or three, and but there the top vote getter goes on to the general. In our elections, if there's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten candidates that file to run for an office, whether it's the mayor, the municipal judge, or city council, in order to flat out win on election day, one of those candidates has to get a minimum of 50% of the vote plus one vote, 
Okay, meaning they got the majority of all votes cast. Does that make sense? So all the others could have got 5, 10, 20%. And of course, the more people you have in that election, the less likely it is that somebody's going to go over 50%. Correct. 50% Correct. plus one. So, yeah, I mean, if you have two people in the race, somebody's going to win that race. Yeah. That one's going to be over immediately, right? But in the event of, uh, say, for example, Councillor Colbert's race, she had a single opponent. So it was winner take all, basically. Yeah. Okay. In my particular case, I had two opponents, and numerically it was possible that if each of us got 30%, the two highest vote-getters then go into what's known as a runoff. Well, this is what's happened in Council District 3, and that's the district that includes Enchanted Hills. That's the district that includes Lomas Encantadas, Camentrata, Entrada Point. It also includes High Range, which is a little community down off of Idalia. It includes the homes in the kind of in the Broadmoor area down through there. It includes City Hall. And then it also includes the homes up in the what we call the Hawk site, which are up next to the National Guard Armory mm-hmm. up there, off that Unser neighborhood. Up there, yeah. yeah, off of Unser up there. So it includes all those neighborhoods. And there were three candidates in that particular race, and not one of them ended up with 50% or more of the vote. So what happened was is two of the candidates, one candidate had 43, 44%, I think, maybe 45, something like that. Um, and then the next nearest candidate had like 29%. And then the next one had like uh, 20%. I'm just it's using round numbers, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm using round numbers. So the two candidates, which were Josh Jones and Robert Tyler or Bob Tyler, they were the top two vote getters, so they now they are in a runoff election, and at this point it's winner take all because one of them will get more than fifty percent of the vote, and it's just that's numerically how it's going to happen, sure. unless unless it's a flat tie. Oh no! And don't ask me what the rules are in a tie. Flip a coin. It's right? something like that. It's some sort of challenge of chance, is yeah. what it is. Okay. And I've never looked at that before, but now that I've said it, I'm interested. I'm going to have to go look it up. So. Yeah, I don't know that it's ever happened. <laughs> but if if you got both of them that got 800 and 800, then there'd be a series of recounts to be double double sure that it was 800 800, and then there's a tie breaking situation that comes into play and i honestly don't know what that is because it's i don't think that's ever happened in rio rancho so what we want to encourage people to do is yes the runoff election started on march 22nd so just this past week so early voting has been going on at broadmoor senior center for the last five days but tomorrow monday when early voting starts up again, you'll also have the Broadmoor Senior Center and you'll have Plaza Enchanted Hills, where we had the polling location out there before. Mm-hmm. So you can go to Broadmoor Senior Center or you can go to Plaza Enchanted Hills and cast your vote in this runoff election. And you're only voting on the candidates at this point. The bond issues have all been decided because uh, on bond issues, you'll never have a runoff because it's either yes or no. Yeah. Right. And all ties fail. So if there was a tie, it would fail. Okay, and so those have gone through. So there's nothing more on the ballot other than the two candidates, Bob Tyler and Josh Jones. You just go in, pick one and go home. Correct. Correct. Exactly. So we want everybody to come out and there is quite a fall off in a runoff race because what brought everybody out the first time for the first election, which we had about 10,600 voters this time, I want to say, that came out for the municipal election is that you have citywide issues like the bonds and the judge and the mayor. 
those bring out citywide voters, right? Even mm-hmm. though in districts one, there wasn't a city council on the race in district four, there wasn't a city council on the race. And in district six, there wasn't a city council on the race. So you, you had the mayor, the judge and the bonds, and correct. And the, the city charter issues. Correct. And, yeah. and so you had those citywide questions that were on that ballot. Now, that being said, only the people that live in district three and are registered to vote in district three can vote in this runoff race. So we want you to check it out and you can call the city clerk's office at 891-5005 for the city clerk's office. And you can give them your address and they'll tell you what district you live in. So easy enough to do. You can also look on the city's webpage. There's a map there. That yeah, there is a map there. And you just have to zoom in real close and yeah. check it out. Right? It's hard to read the name of the streets, but you can kind of <laughs> tell where you are by the main street, Southern, 528, Northern, and so on. Right. So. Absolutely. And so go out and do that. Take a look at it. And that's what the runoff election is all about. So we want to get out there and vote for this uh, runoff election for City Council District 3. Okay. Now, a couple of city events coming up. Fun stuff. We've been talking about Park in the Park, and that will be on April. 23rd. Correct. So April 23rd, we have Park in the Park coming up, and that's going to be at Campus Park and the Rio Rancho Event Center. So I was talking to the uh, manager at the Rio Rancho Event Center this past week, this past Sunday. St. Baldrick's was at the Event Center again, you know, back in full force. And so they're out there. We're raising a lot of money for kids with uh, childhood cancer. And the manager of the Event Center, his name is Matt. He got up there, got his head shaved, well, raised some money. Wow. Yeah, yeah, got his head shaved and he raised some money. He even went as far as to have his eyebrows shaved. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. He put them out for bid and, and everybody came in and threw money up on the stage and said, we want to see you shave those eyebrows off. And I think he raised $470 wow. to get his uh, eyebrows shaved. So he's like, eh, they'll be back in a week. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I was talking to him about the event. Yeah, they're going to have cars inside and out oh. So at the event center. A lot of indoor events. So this is a joint event between the event center and the Campus Park, which is fantastic. This is what I envisioned when we built Campus Park is that we would do events that incorporated indoor outdoor spaces and we would do this. And so I'm very excited about this particular event being out at City Center because it's going to bring out some really, really great cars. And it's my understanding we already have about 150 cars registered. So it's going to be a pretty good turnout. Yeah, that will. I I think, though, I think the record is like 315. We're still a little ways away. But if you haven't registered, it is open to vehicles that are 35 years or older. There is an entry fee of $30, but it is free admission to the public. And we're going to have food trucks and vendors on site. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's on April 23rd, 2022, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that is located at 2516 King Boulevard Northeast. It's at the Rio Rancho Events Center and Campus Park out at City Center, right there where City Hall is. If you know where HP is or the Events Center or City Hall is or Sandoval Regional, it's right there. So where all the big buildings are, right? Yeah, the big buildings out in the <laughs> middle of uh out middle of nowhere. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, but okay. I, I, you know, I did. I <laughs> yeah. did. That choice was made long before I came into office, yeah. but uh, now we're starting to see some great activity out there, and it's really, really, really good. That's what was originally envisioned before the bottom fell out of the housing market. Exactly. This last Saturday, I'm not really familiar with this particular artist, but I guess we had Ice Cube at the event center, and I guess it was a, one of the first ever sold-out events, not an empty seat. Wow. So well, that's great. Every seat in the house was sold. So. 
I hear James Taylor's coming. James too. Taylor is coming, and I intend to be at that concert because I am a big James Taylor fan. You know, Sweet Baby James, mm-hmm. Fire and Rain, all those other wonderful songs. All those songs we play right here. That's right. That's right. We Ice don't play Cube. too much Ice Cube. No, I don't think you do, but uh, it's kind of a different format. Yes. But that being said, you know, it just really shows you the interest that's happening in the event center mm-hmm. right now. And so some very exciting things that are happening at the event center. There's some things that we hope are coming that we're going to be announcing. But, you know, once again, this year, as a matter of fact, yesterday was the opener for the Gladiators at the event center. So we've got the Duke City Gladiators out there and uh, using our facility, which is fantastic. So they're going to have their season out there again this year. And we want to make sure we come out and really support them. And that's a lot of fun. And then, of course, the New Mexico Runners just uh, wrapped up their season, indoor soccer. That's a ton of fun. And if you haven't gone to a New Mexico Runners game, you got to go give them a check out because it's a lot of fun. It is high pace. I know some people that don't really care to, to watch soccer, only because it's typically pretty low scoring. But... I'm going to tell you, this is high scoring. So indoor it's, is a little different than oh, outdoor. Oh, indoor is a lot different because you're up and down the field, in and out, balls flying all over the place. It's great. They're kicking those soccer balls full force and just running down the field. And uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. Really high pace, high scoring. I think one of the games I was there that it scored like 15 to 10. So it was good. It was yeah. good. So the, coming out to these events at City Center, are great. We're starting to see a lot more activity out there. And now that we have Campus Park out there, we're seeing even more and more and more activity. And I'm excited to announce the 4th of July event is going to be out there. The park will be one year old for 4th of July, because remember, we opened it for 4th of July. We grand opened it on 4th of July last year. And we have secured the New Mexico Philharmonic to come out and play at 4th of July again. So it's going to be very exciting. So put that in your calendars. Lots of fireworks, lots of great music. I hear John Philip Sousa songs in my future. Yes. (laughs) For 4th of July. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And then, of course, back by popular demand because we're through the pandemic now and we're trying to bring all of these great events back online. We have the City of Rio Rancho's Eggs and Beggin' Petacular event, which is something we've done year over year. The City of Rio Rancho's Parks, Recreation, and Community Services Department will hold the Eggs and Beggin Dog Parade and Costume Contest from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. So just a week away here. Get in your calendar. I'm giving you. I uh, want to remind everybody that, and, and I apologize, that we're trying to get all these events confirmed, and so some of the notifications are coming out a little slow. But this is next week, and we're trying to push it out there to let everybody know that we're doing it. It's going to be at the Cabazon Recreation Center, 2307 Cabazon Boulevard Northeast. Have your pet's picture taken with the Easter Bunny, and don't forget to bring their Easter basket for the Easter egg hunt and uh, dress up your pet in their Easter best and participate in the pet parade and costume contest. The entry for the costume contest and egg hunt is $5 per pet, and that is cash only. Registration and festivities will officially kick off at 10 a.m. The Easter egg hunt begins at noon and the parade begins at 1 p.m. So we've got a lot of activities. Now, You're bringing your pets. This is a pet-friendly park. It's a pet-friendly event, but we do need proof of vaccinations. Those must be provided as part of the event registration process, and dogs must be on a leash with a collar during the events. Animal participants are subject to the approval of city staff who will assess appropriateness, temperament, and health. The City of Rio Rancho's Animal Resource Center 
will be readily accepting donations. Items being sought include dry food, wet food, litter, crates, beds, gently used blankets, and toys. And this is an adoption event as well, so you'll be able to adopt some animals here. You might be able to find your forever friend right here at this event as well. But uh, if you have any questions, please call uh, 505-891-5015 with any questions about the dog parade or costume contest. And for more information about Rio Rancho Municipal Government, visit www.rrnm.gov and follow the city of Rio Rancho on Twitter and like us on Facebook. So yeah, got all that going on, but that's, I'm going to say it again. It's next Saturday. This is Sunday. It's six six days away. So get it in your calendar now and come out and enjoy the Eggs and Beggin' Petacular event. Petacular. Petacular. I'm talking with the mayor of Rio Rancho, Greg Hull. We do this every Sunday at 8. If you miss it, go to his podcast on Spotify and you'll find it there. Absolutely. Well, Derek, it's been uh, great talking to you once again. Looking forward to another beautiful Sunday out here in Rio Rancho. So everybody go out there, make it a great day. And God bless.